0: Father, we we thank you. We thank you for your presence in this place, Lord. We thank you for everyone that you have brought together. Thank you for what you have in mind for us. We thank you for that which eyes have not seen, that which ears have not heard, that which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of man, that will burst forth in every life in this place, and everyone joining us about the internet. Honor and glory, Father, we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. May God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, this morning, we will be um, sharing on what we've titled Progression of Success. Progression of Success. Um, we, in different life endeavors, there are progressions. Progressions. The musicians, for instance, will tell you that um, 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 in scoring songs, you first identify or you should first identify the, the chord progression of the songs. And the song goes from this to, this to this to this to this, then back to this, to this to this to this, then back to this. And life, the farmer will also tell you, is a progression to the whole thing. And life is all about progression and, and the word of God has, has, has shown us clearly that there's a progression to success. There's a progression to success. In other words, you start from here, you do this, you did this, you did that, then you become um, successful. Last week we explained that if you if you were here at the God ruling service, shout hallelujah. If you were not here, say amen. Okay. Always a few. Now, we explained that one of the greatest force in our covenant with God is for my name's sake, for my name's sake, you will get father with God because of that statement almost compared to anything else. Favor is rooted in that phrase, for my name's sake. There are things that God will do for you for his name's sake. For himself has nothing to do with you because of Himself, He will bless you. Come on, say Amen. Because of Himself, He will promote you. Because of Himself, He will favor you. That's one of the beauties of bearing the name of God. And there, there is obviously, we explained there's the responsibility side of it, which is the fact that, like David, we are not to make that name look funny in the sight of people that don't know God. In fact, one of the pains of God when David uh, had the affair with Bathsheba is that God was saying you will make the people that don't know me abuse me. Literally, that was what God was saying. You make the people that don't know me, you know, blaspheme my name. And for God's name's sake, you will prosper and succeed in Jesus' name. For his name's sake, you will be prosperous and successful in Jesus' name. Now, um, having said that, God has not left us in the dark at all on this matter. He hasn't left us in the dark. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. The word of God says in Joshua. One eight. That study this book of instruction. Everybody, the book of instruction. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything that is written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So we see here God's progression of success, if you will. The first step is study this book of instruction continually. The second phase of the progression is meditate day and night. And the third phase of the progression is obey. Just do it. Just do what you have meditated. Like the popular brand says, just do it. If there's something you must just do, it's the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord. And, and, and it says that only then, there was only then, only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. I, I mean, that is... Then I want to know these things that is holding my succeeding and prospering in all that I do. I I want want to get it in, in, in order. Don't you? God says only when you do these three things you will prosper and succeed in all. Not a few. In all that you do. So the first thing very quickly, just those three things that we are done. The first thing, the first phase of this progression is study this book of instructions, continually. What book? The Bible. Everybody show me your Bible. Lift it up, lift it up. You see some people's Bible, it's is in print, Some people's Bible is their phone, so people's Bible is their iPad. Some people have two Bibles, you can put it down, praise the name of the Lord. Now, but the Bible is the Bible, regardless of the format it is in, I, I, I was sharing how a lady sent me a note that, oh, pastor, um, a great service, you know, a brother comes to church, but she can't come to church because how can you, a whole man of God, be preaching me from an iPad. Where's your Bible? I said the Bible is inside the iPad. I said, No. The original. As a pastor, you must come with print. I disagreed. No, I don't. The word of God, whether it's on your phone or it's in the Bible, or it's it's in the print, or it's on your your tablet. Wherever it is, is the Word of God. Whether it's on your computer, it's the Word of God. It is what you do with that Word that matters. It's it's what you do that matters. It's It's not the fact that, you know, some of us, we've turned the Word of God, the Bible, the printed Bible, we've turned it into a talisman. We don't study the Bible like, like we have been told to succeed in all that we do. But you know, when we say, ah, you're having a nightmare. Just open your Bible to Psalm 91 and put it under your, then sleep on, eh, bad dreams, up. That is not the purpose of the Bible. That's an abuse of the Bible. The place the Word should be is in your heart. The Word of God says that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall what? Abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So as I spend time with my Bible, as I spend time with the Lord, and I'm reading my Bible, I'm studying my Bible, I'm cultivating the presence of God, and that presence of God... Protects and shields me. Praise the Lord. Shields me. Then I can say of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom a thousand before, ten thousand at my, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes will I behold and see. The reward of the wicked; he will give his angels charge over me, because that word is in me, has formed a shield around me. I can sleep without harassment. Not the physical Bible, that you know. You know, because drama needs drama is what it is drama, so it must be dramatic. A lot of you know us think. That because you've watched my Zion movie or whatever movie, and an evil spirit was coming, and the person opened the Bible, and the Bible just reflected off the powers. Then you say, child, this thing has power. So you carry the Bible. No, 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 no. God wants to put that Bible inside you. You should be the walking word of God. And how does he intend to do that? Because he wants you to succeed. So he says to you and I study this book Of instruction continually. What should I do? Study. Everybody say study, study. And he says the book of instruction. So the Bible is life's instruction manual. The Bible is life instruction manual. So whatever I am facing in life, I can get. The solution where? In the Bible. Do I have marital challenges? I can get my solution where? Do I have financial challenges? I can get my solution where? The Bible. Do I have emotional challenges? I can get my solution. Do I, Am I struggling with fear? I can get my solution in the Bible. The Bible has the answer to Every issue of life, and God is saying to you, for you to be successful in this life, I am giving you this manual, don't just put it under your pillow, study it. Study it. Studying is is deeper than reading, reading is just to cover the text, studying is to get behind the text, is to get underlining, asking questions. Why would this happen this way? Why would that happen this way? Reading a few verses before, a few verses after, reading a whole book, just to understand one passage. Studying. Praise the name of the Lord? God wants you and I to study the Bible. In Second Timothy 2.15, Second Timothy 2.15, You know, the Word of God says that you should study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. In in your life, there are things that are going to come against you, against your finances, against your your career, against your destiny, that they will be asking questions of you. And The the answer to those questions are in the Bible. So you have to have studied the Bible to give the answer in response. Praise the Lord. So get a Bible. Don't just get a Bible. Read the Bible. Don't just read the Bible. Study the Bible. Study the Bible. I love to study the Bible, which is why I, I, I find it challenging sometimes to read the Bible. Now, some of you may say, okay, isn't that confusing? No, it's not. Let me explain. Um, I was saved in August of 1995. Was baptized in the Holy Spirit in December of 1995. And baptism in the Holy Spirit just kind of put such hunger for the Bible into me. I, I can't explain it. I just can't get enough of reading the Bible. Now, I've engaged scriptures since 1995, um, 2014. How many years is that 19. 20 years old in God next year. Oh, Awesome. <laughs> well, you can clap for Jesus if you want to. You don't have to if you don't want to. It's fine. Now, the key thing here is this. I've engaged the Word of God for 19 years by the grace of God non-stop. And when I say non-stop, glory be to Jesus. When I say non-stop, I mean non-stop. I didn't backslide for one day. By the grace of God. There was, no, there was no period in my work with God that I can't account for. This time I was just floating. No, 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 no. no. When, you know, you know, someone says that you are just a passionate person. You know, when I wasn't serving God, I was serving the devil passionately. I was doing many things passionately. If I tell you things, I was, you know, for the, my mom was telling the ministers some things about me. I was like, "Ah, oh, mommy, don't reveal all my secrets now. You know, and a lot of them were shocked that you mean he used to do that. I was doing a lot of things passionately. But when God saved me, guess what? <laughs> where, I'm, where I'm going is this. By the grace of God, I've been engaging the scriptures for 19 years nonstop. I have never read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Now some of you are looking at me condemning me with your eyes already. I haven't. They are, some people are surprised. Their eyes are opened. Now, I have never started Genesis and I read through Revelations. I always struggle. I always stop in, in this. I get stuck. Maybe I can get stuck in Joshua. And I can be in Joshua for three months. Just, ah, this war. I see how they did this. I'm just in Joshua for six months. Now, I know people, like my wife, she can read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I'm still in Joshua. Just finished it. She's starting again. And where am I? I've said in Joshua, it used to bother me a lot. I used to feel so condemned that I'm not as good as these people. These people are just too good for me. (laughs) But I realized that God doesn't even require of me. What he requires of me is to get the word into me. Meanwhile, while you can say I have not read from Genesis to Revelation, there's probably no part of scripture I've not read in my 19 years. There's probably no part I've not read. There's probably no part I've not studied. Praise the name of the Lord. My point is this. You will get further studying than just reading. If you read five chapters a day, which is fine. If you're able to read ten chapters a day, which is fine. God bless you. But if you are able to get Two verses a day studied, you'll have done your life a whole lot of good. Why you should read wide, you should go deep also. Someone says to me, "Pastor, you know all these new technology Bibles. You know your Bible on your on your tablets and on your phone. You cannot do the things we." We do on our printed Bibles, you know, you cannot highlight. I said, I can highlight on my Bible. You cannot annotate, I can't annotate on my Bible, on my digital Bible. There's nothing you can do on your physical Bible apart from putting it under your pillow and, and, and sitting on it <laughs> that I can't do in my iPad, you know, Prison of the Lord. I, 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 please, can you put up an example of um, one of my highlights of, of my Bible? So here was I, reading Songs of Solomon, and verse 15 says, and jumps at me, it says, Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that ruin the vine. Femi, your vineyards are blooming. Did you see my name there? I saw it, and I highlighted it. (laughs) That's the new version of of my iPad, showing on the screen. Right there. Highlight like it. Ask questions. One of the best conversations I like to have is with people that say to me, Oh, Pastor, I have read this part of scripture. What does this say? I, I mean, I, 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 this, this is what I think. What do you think? I love, I can, we can sit down and talk for two hours. I love those kind of conversations. Why? Because it just brings up a whole lot of things in me. So the first phase of progression. To success is what? Study the Bible how often continually. Study the Bible continually. Study the Bible continually. The second phase of the progression is meditate on it day and night meditate on it day and night and you see the word meditation meditation is not strictly passive you know when we say meditate what comes to a lot of people's mind is this sitting down on a yoga mat crossing your legs folding your hands and just blanking out that's not meditation and this that's not all about meditation. That is That's very basic. Meditation involves you engaging and engaging the word of God here. Meditate on it day and night. Joshua one eight. Joshua one eight. The word of God says, "Keep this book of the law always where." On your lips, meditate on it day and night. So your lips has a lot to do with meditation. When you shut out all your distractions, you've shut out the distractions in your life. I explained about two weeks ago how I had to um, stop the DSTV, um, my cable subscription. <laughs> I have nothing against DSTV, as you know. I love DSTV. You watch Premiership, Bundesliga, La Liga, um, rich also cry. Do they still show that thing? They don't show it to you. All. <laughs> um, Spanish. What was that Spanish channel? What's the, what's the one? You came to my house and started telling me about one Spanish channel. Telemundo. Okay. She's the one. It's our fault. All sorts. Now, the point is this. I've, I discovered that. I found that totally distracting to me. Because I get home at maybe 10, sit down, I'm just changing channels. I'm catching up on the goals, highlights, you know. I am switching and checking, okay, that's, that's, let me even see what is happening, that channel that this girl spoke about. Then I'm checking another channel, and I'm, before I know it, my time is going. So I said to myself, while there's nothing wrong with DSTV. For me, you don't need DSTV right now, so I cancelled my subscription. So this week I got a call, and they said to me, "Oh, you cancelled your subscription. We want you to come back." And I said, ah, "Is it by force?" I said, "I'm not doing." It. And the lady that called me was like, "Oh, the..." bouquet, okay, you can get the lower bouquet, that doesn't cost much, you know, if you don't get the expensive one that you used to get, blah, blah, blah. I said, money is not the problem. She just, I know she needs to, that's her job. She was doing her job well. I said to her, are you a Christian? She said, yes. So I took her through the whole sermon on the structure. <laughs> she asked for it now. Is it my fault? I said, I'm not doing it. Why did she leave me alone? By the time we are finished, She probably will consider not subscribing. <laughs> told we our, our parents her deeper life and all that stuff. But you see, the point is this: take hold of your life. I need to, to take hold of my life. And I am really enjoying what my life right now, without all those discussions, I get home and I have time to read, and I read, and I meditate and I pray. And it's sweet. like I said to her, when I get my rhythm back, maybe I'll subscribe again. I need to get my rhythm first. Shut out the distractions. Your mouth is connected to meditation. While studying, we put the word of God in your mind. That's what studying does. It puts it in your head. Meditation burns it into your spirit. And it is the word that is in your spirit that is quick and powerful, that is sharper than any two-edged sword. Meditation takes the word from your head and burns it into your spirit. And the key to meditation is repetition. I'm going fast now, I know. The key to meditation is what? It's repetition. Every teacher knows that. Repetition is the friend of the teacher. You want a child to know something, repeat it over and in different forms. Repeat it. Repetition. Every musician should know that. Repetition. Every doctor knows that. Repetition. Repetition is the key to meditation. And I'll just share a few meditation strategies. With you, so that it's really practical. How do I meditate? Okay, yes, I, I, it has to do with my words, that's to do with my, my lips, that's to do with rep- repetition. Give me an example, let me give an example meditation. Um, years ago, I, I, I shared this with my junior sister, and it totally changed her life. Totally. I take a scripture, like, Give me a scripture. Any scripture? Come on. Somebody should volunteer a scripture. Ephesians 2.10. What does it say? We are made masterpiece in Christ Jesus. Okay, fine. So I take that. We made masterpiece in Christ Jesus. I take that. And I repeat it. I engage my mind. I repeat it. For some of us, the scripture we want to engage is, "For oh my God shall I supply all your needs, my needs, according to His riches in glory." It's okay, it's scripture. It's scripture, it's okay. Engage it. For some of us, the scripture we will need to engage is, "By the wounds of Jesus, I have been healed." Engage it. For some of us, the scripture we want to engage is. It shall be the head and not the tail, right? Above only and not beneath. Engage it. Recite it. Put it in your lips. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. By the wounds of Jesus I am healed. By the wounds of Jesus. Just, you know, meditate on it. Put it in your, your lips. Repeat it. Repeat it. Repeat it. While your mind is engaged and focused on that scripture, if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you are not, I pray that you, you, you desire it and God will fill you. If you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, begin to pray in tongues. So you engage the scripture and you are praying in tongues. So I, I'm praying in tongues so I can sit down and take a scripture and i praying in tongues for one hour, focus on that scripture. By the time you are done, you be, the abundance of life will be overwhelming. Will be totally overwhelming. So, so, when you now bring that scripture to bear on a situation, guess what happens? Oh yes, because it's coming from the place of power. It's going to situation has, has to crack. Has to crack. That's that's one one way. One way. Another way is listening to CDs and the MP3s. You're driving, just listen. Let it meditate on on the word of God. Listen to it. Listen to it. Speak it which is the third one you speak it to yourself confess it you know I mean yeah you can say confession yeah confess it confess it i know the pressures of life has many things for us to to distract us confess the word of god just confess it i'm not saying deny where you are i'm not saying oh you you have <laughs> oh man says that. pastor pastor I have been confessing that I, I am strong, but this pain is killing me. Oh, it's killing me! I don't say the truth. <laughs> now, he, he, he doesn't understand. He thinks that he, he needs to lie so that the pain can go. No, you don't need to lie. Acknowledge it. Yes, Pastor, I feel pain in my body, but I believe by, by the wounds of Jesus, I am healed. Not that you deny it but you bring a superior word to bear. Meditation. So the first progression is what? Study the word continually. The second progression is meditate on it day and night. The third progression is Obey. Just do it. Obey God. Joshua 1 8 again. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written written in it. So you'll be sure to obey everything in it. So you've read the word you are meditating on the word for the word to be profitable and for your life to be fruitful and successful what you need to do is what? Do it. Just obey it! Just obey the word. Just obey the Lord. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. You've read. You've meditated. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's entered your spirit. You know it. Guess what? Just Do it. Just do it. Now, these things I'm sharing with you, they are so simple, but they are so powerful. If you get this going in all your life, every phase of your life will be successful. In Jesus' name. Study it. Meditate on it. And just do it. You've you've read in the Bible that, you know, Peter was asking Jesus, How many times should I forgive my brother? In a single day. Jesus said 70 times, seven times in a single day. You've read it. You've meditated on it. Just obey it. Just do it. Somebody has offended you. What do you do? Just forgive. Say, But, Pastor, you don't understand. I need time. Someone say, I need time, I need time, I need time. You need time to do what? To forgive. Are you doing the person a favor by forgiving? You are doing yourself a favor. You don't need time. You don't even have time. Time is not yours. Forgive. Now, think about it. The person that says you need time, you say you need time. I need like three months to lick this wound before I forgive this person. Just three months, Pastor. Jesus come month two. What happens? What happens? You really have time? You, you don't have time. You just forgive. And move on with your life. Forgive. Everyone say forgive. Forgive. You see it in the word of God. You have seen something about your finances in the word of God. Just obey it. Just, just do it. Just do it just do it you don't need 3 months to do it just do it and that's the foundation of our obedience and we've explained before that there are three levels of obedience i was say three levels of obedience the first level of obedience is, is what we've talked about, obedience to the Word of God. Obedience to the Word of God. The second level of obedience, I need to get this, if, if you've not heard it before, is obedience to the Spirit of God. Obedience to the Spirit of God. What is the Holy Spirit telling you to do? Do it! What is the Holy Spirit saying? Do it! But pastor, it's tough. Do it. It's interesting that we only say that what God told us to do is tough. When the blessings and the rewards come, it's not tough. Uh, That one is not tough. I can chop that one alone. But when the... Think about it. Just do it. But you see, the Holy Spirit will not lead you contrary to the Word of God. He will not. So if you are getting a leading that is contrary to your, to the written Word of God, you can be sure it's not the Holy Spirit. Discard it. So, this Holy Spirit will not be at variance with the Word of God. So, a successful businessman comes to me and says, Oh, Pastor, business is good. God is taking me higher in all areas of my life, even maritally. I say, Praise the Lord. And what does that mean? Oh, it means that you say I should come and become a chief now. And every chief must have two wives. See what God is doing? Miraculous. The Holy Ghost says I should take the tiftency and take a second wife. Pastor, help me praise the Lord. (laughs) That immediately you can see it's not in line with the word of God. It's not in line with the word of God. So the Holy Spirit cannot be leading you to take that chieftaincy if that is the condition of the chieftaincy. It's variance with the word of God. So, where there's a conflict, you default to what? To the word. Even if an angel appears to you. and tells you something contrary to the word of God, you can't conclude that it is not an angel of light. It is an angel of darkness appearing as an angel of light. So that's the second level of obedience. Our third level of obedience is authority. So your first level of obedience is the word. Our second level of obedience is what? The Holy Spirit. Our third level of obedience is what? Authority. If what the Holy Spirit says is contrary to what the Word says, what you think the Holy Spirit is saying is contrary to what the Word says, which one takes precedence? The Word. I say, Pastor, authority. Yes, authority means government. Pastor, God wants us to obey the government. Yes. Government puts um, traffic light, red light says what? Stop but pastor, there's no, one, there's no car coming and it's red. Can I go? No. Why? Because God expects me to what? Obey. You, say you should wear your seatbelt, but pastor, I've just chopped Amala and this stomach is really bulging. belts can make my stomach uncomfortable. Can I leave it off? No. So I have to wear my seatbelt? Yes. Is that the will of God? Yes. And the list goes on and on and on. However, if what the authority says contravenes what the Holy Spirit or the Word of God says, which one takes precedence? The Word of God. A clear example is in the book of Acts. When the authority of the land said, don't speak in the name of this Jesus. Otherwise we will Flog you and we will imprison you. And Peter said, listen to yourself. Which one is better for us to obey you? Authority of man, or for us to obey the authority of God. And Peter said, We would rather obey the authority of God. And he disobeyed the authority of the land. So when the government is saying something that's contrary to what the word of God is saying, which do we follow? The word of God. Can they put us in prison? Yes! Yes, they can. There are Christians in China today that are going through a lot of persecution because the state is saying you can't preach in the name of Jesus. But the people are disobeying it. Why? Because it's better to obey God than to obey men. So, if if the government of Nigeria, God forbid, that will never happen in Jesus' name, says, no preaching of Jesus, otherwise... We hand you over to BH for execution. We used to come to church. The question you need to answer. Or we used to say, ah, don't no, really you know me. God is my heart. <laughs> we have to be wise, though. They said they will kill us if we preach Jesus, we go and worship Jesus. God knows I am for Jesus, but I will not declare it. Is that what you will do? Or will you disobey man and obey God? Which will you do? Obey God, I'm sure. Praise the name of God. You know, because yeah, and, and, and we can apply it to our jobs. The authority and your job, God wants you to obey it. Obey your bosses. Your bosses says this is the direction of this company. That's the direction of the company. Except you're able to convince him otherwise. Well, guess what? If you disobey, that one is very simple. They fire you. It's very simple. In the home, it's the same thing. Obey your father and your mother. Obey your husband. Your husband says this is the direction of this family. That's the direction of the family. If you disobey, now one thing about these levels of authorities, if Authority, can you pull up that? Okay, thank you. If authority is in sync with the Holy Spirit and is in sync with the Word of God, if authority is not saying something contrary to the Spirit of God and contrary to the Word of God, and you disobey it, you are coming in direct variance against God. So, in other words, if your husband says, This house, we are facing shokoto, is that against the Word of God? No. And he's convinced that's what the Spirit of God is telling him. And you can't prove that otherwise. So, Koto, it is. If you say, no, 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 you are just a dull guy. You are not sharp. It is um, Kafan Chan we are facing. And you face Kafanchan. You are not coming against the man. What are you coming against? You are coming against God. Say, Pastor, is it that serious? Yes, it is that serious. But what if the man is wrong? That is A-levels. There are things to do when the man is wrong like that. But that's beyond the scope of this class. (laughs) But in principle, that's what happens. Because you can't get beyond your level of obedience. You really can't. You can't get beyond the level of obedience. So, Jesus says this. That is it. John 2, 1 to 5. John 2, 1 to 5. The story of Jesus in the marriage, Cana of Galilee. Jesus says, Take this water. The mother said, um, They don't have wine. Jesus says, It's not my business. The mother said to the servant, Whatever it tells you to do, do what? Do it. Whatever it tells you to do, do it. And she probably walked away. And Jesus said to them, fill these vessels with water. They went to get the water themselves and they filled it with water, right? Now, if I were one of the servants, I would be so excited because in my mind I'm like, what is he going to do now? Is he going to look at the water and say, oh, oh, oh. Water, water, water. Become. <laughs> you know, my mind works like that. I think about many things in different directions. Or is it going to just go around it, go around it, go around it, go around it, and slap the water. Wah! And it becomes why? You know, I would have played different scenarios in my mind. While I'm pouring the water, I'm looking at Jesus. I'm going to see today what you are going to do. You know, and Jesus didn't do anything. Jesus didn't do anything dramatic. Jesus just said, take the water and take it to the chairman of the occasion. I mean, that is so dumb. Look at it naturally. I was the one that went to get this water from the tap. It is water. <laughs> now you are telling me to take this water and go and serve it as wine. If they, who said, will they break it? <laughs> is it not the person that went to deliver the message? But Mary said, "Whatever it tells you to do, do it. It doesn't need to make sense. Sometimes God doesn't make sense. Just do it." So the servant must have remembered the words of David. I'm uh, sorry, Mary. And maybe there was someone like me among them, even though he would struggle, but he would say, "Well, whatever he says, we should do. We do it." And it, they took the water. And as they took the water, the water became wine. Because whatever he says to do, do it. Just do it. Just do it. God says, this is how the, you should build your life, your, your, your family. Just do it. Just do it. In Second Kings chapter 5, 2 Kings chapter 5, you can read it when you get home. Elisha was the man of God. And Naaman was the general. He was he had leprosy. And Naaman came to meet Elijah. Elisha. And said, brought a letter from the king of Israel. And Elisha did not even come out to see him. He just sent a message to him. And said, let him go and wash in the Jordan. Dip himself in the Jordan seven times. And Naaman, being a general, he understood protocol. It was like he was offended. This guy, this guy doesn't respect me. He doesn't. He's not according to me the respect that I deserve as a world general. And he was going to go angry. Of course, you know what was going to happen. There's war. It was going to break out. And the servant said to him, Oga, oh if the prophet had come out and had done a brakadabra, would you not have believed? They are told to do something great. Nehman himself says, I thought it would come out. And it will strike the leprosy. He will call on his God. And God will do what he says he will do. He will not do it how you want him to do it. God doesn't commit to How? It rarely, if ever, comes to how. He can show you how as your relationship grows, but it doesn't come to how. God only commits to what. It doesn't come to how. How is going to do it is his business. And many times I have reasoned out. I've reasoned out. Okay, I, I'm I'm trusting God for this. I'm trusting God for this. I'm praying, and in my mind, I'm saying, okay, God is going to go this way. Then I'm going to do this. Then God is going to go this way. And I'm going to do guess what? Most of the time, all the time. God doesn't work the way I've thought out. It's as if He takes delight in saying, you have me. think of, of all your scenarios. And I think of everything. And I say, okay, oh, I will do it in my own way. And it has nothing to do with any of your scenarios. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Some pastor puts it this way. Um, his name is Mark Patterson. He puts it this way. He says, it is not human effort that makes miracle happen. But lack of human effort can keep them from happening. It is not human effort that makes miracle happen, but lack of human effort can keep them from happening. It's so profound. Look at the case of, 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 of Jesus and the wine and and, and and wine. Was it the effort of the servants that turned wine into water? Of course not. But without them obeying and doing what it says to do, will the water have turned to wine? While it is not human effort, but without human effort, miracles will not happen. But human effort cannot bring miracles to happen, make miracles happen. So you can't sit in your house and you are not doing anything. You said, I have received anointing to bloom. And you sit at home, you don't have a job. You are not going to knock on doors. You are not submitting your service. You are not pushing. You are just saying, ah, my miracle has come. Do nothing. Nothing will happen. Your bloom means go and knock on the doors. The doors that have shut before we open. That's what it means. So, what am I saying? There's an anti-obedience movement in church that says, not this church, in church, capital letter C, see, that says you don't need to obey God or do anything. Don't obey God. Just live your life the way you want to live. Jesus did it all. Jesus paid it all. You know that story of Jesus paid it all? There's a man He's owing another person. Five million naira. He came to church. He heard such a message. And he got home. And his creditor came to him. and said, oh God, where's my five million naira? And he says, ah, ah, bro. Maybe so we were in church today. Jesus paid it all. He paid it all. There Plus my own. <laughs> The point is this, will he not still have to pay it, even though Jesus paid it all? Except the guy forgives him, of course. You have to do what you need to do. Then watch God do what only him can do. So while salvation has nothing to do with new behavior, salvation has nothing to do with new behavior, but everything to do with new creation. Success, on the other hand, has everything to do with new behavior. Salvation, I take it again, it's on the screen. I go slowly. Salvation has nothing to do with new behavior. In other words, if I read my Bible more, then I'll be saved. Foul. If I meditate more, then I'll be saved. Wrong. If I do these 10 things, then I'll be saved. Wrong. There's nothing you can do that can save you, except by the blood of Jesus. Salvation has nothing to do with new behavior, but everything with new creation. If a man is in Christ, is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things have become new. Salvation, however, success has everything to do with new behavior. The fact that you have been saved doesn't mean you don't need to be changed. In fact, the grace that saves you and doesn't change you is subject to suspicion. It's questionable. It is possible to be saved. Let's take simple things of life and die poor. It's possible and you are really saved. Go to heaven, like Lazarus. You are good. It's possible to be saved and to be emotionally tormented all your life. It is possible. Even though you you can have changing behavior that will make you overcome it. But if you don't change those behaviors, you will never overcome it. And you will just remain like that. Even though you are saved. And you are going to heaven. So while salvation has nothing to do with new behavior, but everything to do with new creation, success, on the other hand, has everything to do with new behavior. So back to the quote of um, Mark Patterson. It is not human effort that makes miracles happen. But lack of effort, lack of human effort, can keep them from happening. It is not human effort that brought down the walls of Jericho. Was it human effort that brought down the wall of Jericho? Of course not. But lack of human effort would have kept the wall standing. If they refused to march around Jericho seven times, what would have happened? If they refused to shout when God said they should shout, Jericho would still be standing. If Naaman had dipped himself in water, First time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, he says, Oh, I'm tired. I can't do seven times, Joe. I'm going home. What would have happened? He dies with his leprosy. If he stops six times, he has the leprosy. He needs to go seven times. That is what the Lord has said. Seven times. Just do it. Just do it. Just obey him. So, back to our scripture as we round up. Joshua 1 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So study. There was a study. Meditate. Everybody say meditate. Obey. Everybody say obey. Then success. Everybody say success. Study again. Meditate. Obey. Success. It's a simple equation: study plus meditation plus obedience equals success. As for our hearts. As the man in our heads. Clap for God. Clap for God. And let us just think about what we have heard. And let us think about what we have heard. And let us just talk to God about what we have heard. For some of us, you are here, you are like, Pastor, wow, salvation has nothing to do with new behavior. I've been trying to be a good guy or trying to be a good girl. But now I see it's new creation, not new behavior. Now, I want this new creation. Will you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. I don't need you to come out. Wherever you are seated, I'll pray with you right there. But I need to know you are there. Pastor, that is me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive him by faith, not by new behavior. I want to receive the new creation. Put up your hand now, over your head, where you are seated, and I'll pray with you quickly. God bless you. Put up your hand, put up your hand well. God bless you. Right there. God bless you at the back. God bless you. Put it up well, well, not just over your, on top of your head over your head. God bless you. Put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up. And we'll pray together. That is me, pastor. That is me. 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 If you are online, instructions are scrolling on on what to do. Instructions are are scrolling on what to do. That is me. Now, those of us, for the rest of us, you know, for some of us, we need to, it's the study we need to get on going. We need to study the word of God we need to study the word of God for some of us we are studying but we are not meditating we need to meditate on the word for some of us we are studying we are meditating we, we are not obeying why don't you talk to God oh, God help me help my study help my meditation help my obedience for some of us it's the three that is lacking for some of us it's two out of three for some of us it's just one anybody else pastor pray with me or I used to be born again but I know I'm backsliding but I want to come back to God I want to come back to Jesus pray with me pastor put up your hand put it up well and we'll pray together right about now that is me pray with me God bless you yeah God bless you sir God bless you God bless you yes you'll slip a card in your hand it's fine just put on your hand if you have the card and, and cry to God I'm about to pray now, God bless you my sister right there, God bless you, that is me Lord God bless you God bless you God bless you right at the back, God bless you yeah right there, there's another hand there right there, God bless you sir oh ma, I can't see you the screen is blocking me I'm making this commitment to my God pastor pray with me I'm about to pray now, anybody else Father in heaven, we thank you. Everyone that has responded to you, today we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. that you. Cleanse them totally, my Father. According to your word, according to your word, that new creation, let it burst forth through them and in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Empower them to live for you. Change their lives totally and let your name be glorified. Father, I pray for everybody else. Help us, my Father, to study your word, meditate in your word, and obey your word. That you make our lives successful in every ramification. In the mighty name of Jesus. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the name of